It is the Frank and Friends show. I am Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. <sighs> I have this feeling, well, I'm forgetting something, so let me get what I have to say off the top of okay. the show. Uh, we do appreciate your uh, subscribing to us on YouTube and ringing the bell for notifications. What do you do? How do you subscribe, though? You smash that button. That's what you do. And we also appreciate uh, your sharing the show, telling your friends about us on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and maybe Twitter, but I'm, I'm not that excited about Twitter. We don't love Twitter. No. Uh, my friend Bean loves Twitter. He's like the, he? I think he's the last one. Yeah. And um, also our website. Frankenfriendshow.com. Thank you so much. So I do feel like I'm forgetting something, um, and part of it is because although... This episode should drop exactly a week after the previous episode, I think, right? I think it should come out on, uh, what's, what's... Monday? Monday the 15th? Yes. That's the plan, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, It feels like it's been two weeks since we recorded, because it's been like a week and a half. It feels like a month in my world. Because yeah. do, you've, you've done a lot. Ooh. I've done a lot. But, yeah. you know, we, and we deliberately got ahead so that we could have that, that gap in there. Because of the Marble City Opera Diving for Pearls Gala. Yes. I don't know if it was so much of a gala. Gala what, as a well, gala. You know, I was having right. this conversation actually with somebody. It was, a, because, it was a glitter and be gala. <laughs> was, yeah, exactly. A glitter and be gala. You can you call know? the next one that, actually. Yeah, because a gala is, you know, more like, all right, we're going to have a good time. Like, it's a gala, you know, but if it's a gala, then Ooh. it's, you know, very... Upper crust and all that. Well, I think you had a few people on the one table who thought it was a gala, and then definitely a gala at the next table over. <laughs> you had a little bit of both it was going for everybody. It was. Know. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Um, and what I was most impressed by was the, I, I don't know if meatiness is the right word for it, but I've been to things where they say, oh, there's going to be pop-up entertainment. And like most of the people don't pay any attention. Like it'll be in a big old house, and there's poor Jackie Burkeen singing her lungs out. In one of the rooms, and, and there's like five people paying attention, and there, the party's going on elsewhere throughout the mansion without anyone paying, never, never mind. So what I mean by that is when you did your pop-up entertainment, it wasn't pop-up entertainment. It was, I'm going to grab you all by the, the <laughs> collars, by the collar. and you're going to watch this scene from an opera, and it was great. Thank it you. was. I loved it. Thank you. It was I have fantastic. to tell you, that was, it's very funny that you say that, because when we started La Traviata, which was the first... <laughs> Pop up. All right, so the, we're, at, we're at this uh, this room at the Arboretum. Or no, the window. Well, I Knoxville guess it is a Botanical Gardens yeah. and Arboretum, and it's really hard to find in East Knoxville. Very difficult to find. So, if you, especially that day, because it's now dark for the first. It's the first day of uh, Standard Time. Right. So Jerry and I. Well, thankfully, my call time was what two Early, two forty five so. in the afternoon. So yeah. I was there during daylight. I feel like the old person. <laughs> I got there during daylight. <laughs> I only drive during daylight. So I'm going to have to wait here until dawn before I can leave. <laughs> That's but, good, yeah. So anyway, we, we, I'd never been there before. So uh, when Jerry and I drove in, according to the Google Maps, we're on the wrong side of the park. So we take a left turn, and we're now on the pedestrian path with people. Oh, no. And we're driving along it thinking, oh, well, no. I think it's over this way. Because I'm looking at the, yeah. at the satellite view at this point. Right. And the, the pedestrian path just comes to an end at this a grove of trees, this copse of trees. And uh, so we had to turn around on the grass and then drive back. Actually, we ended up going back out to the road, and we found the other parking lot where we were supposed to have gone in the first place. It's a little tricky. So um, the point being, though, that you're in the, we're in this big old room, and when it comes time for the pop-up entertainment, uh, there you've got a, a pianist, 
and he's he's been playing, but not everyone knows that you're now into the La Traviata music. Right, exactly. And the point is that the party is happening. It's been going on for about half an hour. People are getting comfortable, and all of a sudden, now you're going to attack them with this party music. scene yeah. of La Traviata. Yeah, it's sort of like a flash mob in that way, because yeah, all of the performers have been hanging out and being a part of the party, yeah. and the first two singers who started, it was um, Maurice and, and Ben, and they started to so sing. So he's a, a bass and a tenor, or a baritone and a tenor, and a tenor yeah. something like that? Yeah, baritone and a tenor. And they had a, a little chorus line together, and um, I could tell now, that the opera, party was still second, going on. Wait a second. In opera... Does a chorus line mean they're singing the same thing together, or are they doing like a kick line like the Rockettes? Both, yeah. All right. I mean, mo- but mostly, <laughs> but mostly singing a line together. All right. <laughs> so I could tell, you know, no one was really still aware yeah. that there was singing happening mm-hmm. in this moment. And so I made eye contact with James, and he was like, it's, you know, no one's paying attention yet. James is your husband, the opera director. Yes. And, so he knows how to direct. And I was like, don't worry about it. I'm about to start singing, so no problem. And that's when I grabbed everyone by the collar. <laughs> F- figuratively, because you went, you went big. I did. Yeah, you yeah. went big and you went loud. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait, we're supposed to stop and, and yeah. listen. Yeah, yeah. That, but that's what I loved about it, though, was that it wasn't just a little snippet. It was a, a good... What, like ten minute scene? Yeah, and that, and then we went back to the party, and then nobody wanted to go back to the party after that because they thought they were at a show now. <laughs> no, they were like more. <laughs> and you're telling me, get them back to mingling. <laughs> I remember I had to do that every time after a performance. I remember one time I said to them, "Okay, this is the part where we uh, get back to the ming, we start mingling again, and we stop looking at me." <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have just wanted to look at you too. No, they didn't. Yeah. Well, only because right. I was dressed as a concierge. I mean. I mean, I had a nice suit from Prestige Tuxedo, and that was nice. But uh, it was the Marble City Opera name tag that put it over the top. And I didn't realize how concierge I looked. Until uh, that photo, right? Well, yeah, because you know, in the photo, you see yourself in a different light, literally and figuratively. And um, this was later in the evening when you're doing the Candide number, the Glitter and Be Gala. I mean, Glitter and Be Gay. Yes, but you were such a good sport. I, I told you where to stand so that I could use you as part of my joke. And I was excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So what was... Now, I know I was there. Yeah. And the... I wish I was... I didn't know what the joke was going joke, to be. I just right. knew I had to stand there. Yeah. And the joke was something... You, you Just the said, auctioneer and he's yes, the good guy. He's the good guy. The Grand Duke who gained my maiden hand. Okay. You know, and so I was like... One, you know, either a grand duke is going to gain my hand or some other person. Oh, and you can't, yeah. And I used you as the other person. And I made a face. And then I cried. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's show that picture real quick. So this is a snapshot that Peter Johnson took from the other end of the room right after you've done the diss of me. The, you know, which I loved, of course, because, you know, and Blake is loving. You can see that's Blake Gibson on the right side of the picture. And yeah. he's loving the fact that you've just praised him as the character. Yeah. And I'm playing along like, uh. Yeah. Like, what did, what? What did I do? <laughs> and Jerry Becker, I think, joined in and said, mm-hmm. sorry, Frank, or something. Yeah. 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 So that was fun times. So that was a, another interactive um point in the show but there was just multiple performances throughout and i gotta tell you when um ben how do you say Rohrbach or how do you say Ro- i don't something like Ro-ra-bow? that yeah all right yeah. Some, well something along those lines I, i've Sorry. seen it spelled that way and pronounced in other parts of the country you'll say Rohrbach or you'll say Rohrbach Ro- or some other right. anyway he's great 
He is. And he did this number with the blonde girl, Wendy. And at the time, Whitney, Whitney, shoot, I'm sorry. Whitney, at the time, I didn't know anything about the two of them. I just was enamored by the two of them. Like, oh, man, they're really getting into this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Turns out they're married, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's beautiful. But they were were adorable in both scenes. You know, we staged that little fight for them in the deflator mouse scene. Yes. You know, and they were so great. She threw the water at him and everyone went, oh, you know, it was really fun. And then um, they got to make up with the Phantom of the Opera and do the little dance. The all I ask of you. Oh, yeah, he did did the whole, the lift. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out that uh, she occasionally works for the princess parties. She does. And we'll... um, you, you can't say that she dresses as, but you can say that she's best friends with Cinderella and either Elsa or the other one. Uh, the other one. one anyway, she does, she's best friends with a lot of these famous Disney characters. Yeah. 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 She appears as them. Can you say that? Well, technically, no. No? Okay. <laughs> but she does not. There's, I mean, she's, she's, she's very close with, <laughs> to the point where they look related. <laughs> They're twin sisters. <laughs> There's, yeah, that's, that's some old uh, Disney rule. And I noticed that on Facebook that um, Whitney posted, um, oh, look, I'm, I'm, so, I'm close friends with Cinderella, and here she is doing something. And you're like, Oh, that's interesting. She, that the resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> I think she was like selling pumpkins the other day. Yeah, as Cinderella. I mean, Cinderella was selling pumpkins. Cinderella was selling. pumpkins. And pumpkins. you know what? Cinderella Whitney was there. And you know what happens to Cinderella's pumpkins? They don't they turn into magical, magical coaches? Magical coaches. Yes. Yeah. 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 Impossible. <laughs> Things are happening every day. Oh, I forgot to notify. Did you my... get a notification that our Dry our cleaning is, is ready? No, that our show is <laughs> happening right now. Yeah, that's what it should be. Well, uh, so anyway, congratulations on the Thank event. You. I know that's, we had to do a little bit of the unpacking there because I haven't seen you since it and haven't really talked to you much yeah. since. Yeah. Um, but uh, a good time. Yeah, thank you for emceeing the event. Oh, you're welcome. I, would, I was glad to because I probably wouldn't have come otherwise. I mean, I don't like not having things to do, you know? What would I have done? Well, what would I have done? I would have just <laughs> you. I would have just. I don't know. I mean, I would have. I would have been uncomfortable. I would have been like, "Why is that other guy I'm seeing and not me? They don't like me. And obviously, no one likes me here. I'm. What am I even here for?" <laughs> that's, oh yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm glad I just, put you to work then. Oh yeah, I was much more comfortable. I was yeah. a million times more. Even though my back hurt, my feet hurt, and I hardly ate anything, it doesn't matter. I was much happier. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> I was I, busy. I was exhausted. My feet were hurting. Yeah. I didn't eat. I was only drinking water until the very end. But yeah, you wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's yeah. that would me. I was much happier doing that. Yeah. So um, thank you for that. So I'm yeah. glad I got to emcee it. Yeah, me so, too. Anyway, uh, I've got another. In fact, by the time this shows, I will have emceed another event, um, which in in real life is tomorrow, but in your life it will have been on Friday the twelfth. Um, an event with uh, Dr. Jerry Punch, the NASCAR announcer, who's our actual doctor, as the uh, keynote speaker. Oh, so nice! I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Because the other thing I've been doing, keeping busy, is. Um, I did six of those interview shows now for the East Tennessee PBS. That's a lot. And we did them all in, in three, on three consecutive Mondays. Right. Because, you know, we talked many times on this podcast, even though this is episode eight, <laughs> we've talked many times about how um, I, you were the first person I interviewed for this up-close show. Right. Because they literally said to me, 
find someone easy. I mean, find someone <laughs> who find someone who will be easy for you to interview. Someone with whom you're comfortable, and someone maybe you've interviewed before, because it, at that point in time, it wasn't about us as much. They needed something they knew would go well. They needed right. they needed a, a, a solid, you know interview that's going to, you two are just going to do the thing and we're, all the other moving parts are what they're worried about. Which is funny that you chose me because we weren't doing this yet. No. Yeah. I think that led to this, really, kind if you of, think about yeah. it. It was one of the steps along the way. Yeah. And the reason I, I chose you, one of the reasons I chose you is because your husband had uh, told me once, um, a few months prior to that, that he thought I was a good interviewer. And I thought, well, that's what a compliment. I should interview Catherine again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway... That was in the spring semester. So for the fall semester, I had, uh, and I think they're going to start showing these once a month at the end of December, January, February, March, April, May. So I think on Tuesdays at midnight. Yes, what a time slot! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's really Wednesday at midnight because it's it's Tuesday Correct, night yeah. as it rolls over yeah. into Wednesdays, yeah. the last uh, one of the month. So I don't know the dates, of course, because I have to look at a calendar. Because some some weeks it's like the twenty first, and some weeks it's the twenty eighth. You know, oh wow! Okay, it depends which is the last one of the month. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, so I interviewed Ashley Georgiakopoulos, who's a medieval reenactor and actress. And oh, that's fun. Very interesting person. And um, oh my gosh, did I just draw a blank? Oh no, Jeff Joslin, my friend Jeff Joslin, who made a movie about uh, Coach Ken Sparks um, and won some awards at the Knoxville Film Festival oh, with that's it. That's great. And then the next week. I had my friend Logan Merle, a country singer. Who, we talked about her, yeah. Yeah, she's a, cu- yeah, a cutie. She's cute. And um, then in addition to Logan, it was Dr. Jerry Punch, which is what reminded me because I'm going to be seeing him again at the uh, Haiti. At the event. At the benefit for the, the people in Haiti. Um, and he was fascinating. Absolutely. I think I talked about that on last week's show. And then the most recent batch of interviews was comedian Leanne Morgan, who um, I have an interview with Leanne Morgan that's on YouTube from... Uh, 2017, maybe. Okay. Has it gotten funnier? Uh, the, has the interview gotten funnier? Or she's, has she gotten funnier? No, uh, it's impo- I don't think it's possible. If she's already 100% funny, I mean, what she, how, she, she's never not funny. That's great. She's always it. consistently funny. And that YouTube video I had um, has I've now 64,000 views on wow. it. Wow. And what happened was I threw it up there because... Um, I was doing these interviews at a radio station, and most of them got destroyed and, and not saved because they went on a, a YouTube channel, and then the company changed ownership, and the YouTube channel that all these interviews were on was wiped out. That's a shame. So I had um, I went through and found the ones that I happened to still have copies of, and Leanne was one of them, so I slapped it up there. But it's like the um, it's like the rough cut. Mm-hmm. So it's the whole thing. It's like us sitting down and fussing with our microphone, and it's just funny because. She doesn't want to touch her microphone. She just wants, you do it. I don't want to mess it up. Okay. She's just telling me to do right. it. And yeah. I've known her for, I mean, 15, 10, 15 years, right? Sure. So I'm fussing with her microphone. And she's got this scarf on. Anyway, it's, and she's making fun the whole time. Well, I throw that up on YouTube and I check one day and see that all of the comments are that I'm a jerk for touching her. You know? But she asked. You I know, to but do they it. don't. But they don't, they don't understand. These are Leanne Morgan fans, new Leanne Morgan fans from all over the world. And who is this idiot who uh-huh. is harassing poor Leanne about her microphone? So what I did was I went on YouTube, and you can edit on YouTube. You, you can't do much, but you can trim off the front and trim right. off the back. So I trimmed off all of that part, 
and just started it with the actual inter- with the, where the actual interview started. Okay, good. Where I'm saying, here we are on the comedy couch with Leanne Morgan, and I cut off the two minutes that I'd, I'd left in because I thought it was cool. I thought it was behind right, the was scenes. Cute. I thought people yeah. would appreciate it, yeah. but they did not. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so the hateful comments stopped coming in. Oh, well, that's good. Because they don't see that anymore. They get right to the point where right. she's being interviewed, which is what they want to see anyway. She could have come to your defense. I mean... No, she did in the show, but yeah. she didn't know that the comedian. Gonna... Yeah, she had no idea that people. She doesn't even know the videos on YouTube. I told her the other day. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. So I told her all that because here we are at the at the studio and down at UT, and we're back to the same thing again. And did she need you to put her yes. microphone on? And I'm You're like, like I, I'm not allowed. I, you I know, can't, I can't. I'm gonna get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to do it, and I realized on that show four years ago I put it on the wrong side of her I put it on the far side instead of on the near side oh, so you know okay. you you know remember, remember when we started this yeah. show I said always put your mic on this side yeah it's because I learned the hard way oh yeah I see and speaking of things that are <laughs> learning the hard way how about building a barn without nails that would be hard yeah I'm trying to make a segue out of that and I almost went with a wood joke and I'm glad I didn't um <laughs> <laughs> Because the barn, <laughs> the Middleburg barn in Middleburg, Virginia, was made the old-fashioned way, the uh, mortise and tenon way. What that means is they have the grooved wood. Um, right, and like it fits together. Yeah, right? it fits together. Like, yeah. like uh, I mean, I, I guess it's like Lego in a way, but it's more uh, secure construction. It's the Lincoln old method. Logs. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln, yeah. So they don't have need nails, and they have this beautiful barn. Now, first of all, Fox Chase Farm in Middleburg is a um, a working horse farm with these, you know, show horses, like the jumping horses yeah. for the Olympics and things like that. Yeah. And um, they put up a barn, this, this antique-looking barn, brand new, um, to be a venue, an event venue. So it's got a stage. It's got a chandelier with the Swarovski crystal. Very nice. Very nice. And um, all and the, the fancy HVAC system they put in. I guess that's the thing. You know, put the ultraviolet HVAC system in. All the new construction, I guess, has that. That's nice. And don't they have like a house that you can stay in as well? Yeah, if you if you want, when you when you rent the Middleburg barn, you get it for the whole day. You know, noon to midnight. There's nobody coming in after you. And if you wanted, you could also rent the guest house on the property, which it, sounds fabulous. It is. It's very nice. Uh, so you could just stay right there, or maybe you just want to rent it just for part of the day, so you can use it as the bride's room. But they have all that stuff. You know, it's meant for weddings. It's meant for fundraisers. It's meant for galas and galas. <laughs> it looks beautiful. It is. Yeah. It's very lovely. Yeah. And uh, my friend Maureen, as I like to say it that way, Maureen um, owns it, runs it, takes care of it, takes care of you. So you should call her up at area code 540-687-5255 or look them up online at themiddleburgbarn.com. And, um, you know, the rustic luxury. And this time of year... Oh, well, actually, you probably would, would at this point book it for this time next year right. or the spring. But they have got the doors. If the weather is beautiful, when the weather is beautiful, you can, you know, throw the doors open and have the party inside, outside. That's lovely. Yeah. And they're, you know, the Appalachian Mountains down here, we call them the Smoky Mountains. But you go up a little bit further and they're called the Blue Ridge Mountains, the same mountain chain. They're the Blue Ridge Mountains up there. And that's what you look out and see. That sounds gorgeous. It is. Yeah. It is. So it's uh, 40 miles west of Washington, D.C., Middleburg, Virginia, 25-minute drive from Dulles Airport. So it's a destination wedding, or um, if you're watching, I know I've got a lot of friends and family in uh, northern Virginia who watch and listen to the show, so uh, there you go for the next, the next event. Yeah, family reunion. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That'd be kind of fun. Hmm. 
Or we could, you could do an opera up there. I'd like I think to do an opera there. That. Yeah, I can think of all sorts of things we should do there. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I wanted to do a comedy show there, among other things. Oh yeah, that would be all right. fun. Well, thank you, Maureen. We appreciate you. Now, um, I've, I've got stuff here for show and tell, but I also know that this can wait. Because I'm very worried about you. I'm worried about you, Catherine. Sometimes I slip into Jiminy Glick. Catherine, let's talk about you. <laughs> yeah, because let's, you let's are talk not, about you me. are not well. You know, I'm doing fine, but the B saga does continue. Now, wait a minute. Last time we met, I was convinced that you had stayed in a hotel the night before because you looked well rested. Yes. But now this time you really did stay in a hotel last night. I really did, yeah. But I've, we've been staying in hotels off and on for the last week and a half, really. Because of the bees. Because of the bees. So oh, Catherine. they just keep coming in the house. Now I'm having bee nightmares. Oh, my goodness. I woke up early this morning because giant bees were chasing me. You woke up in your clean, <laughs> hotel comfortable room. hotel room yes. in downtown Knoxville. Yes. Thinking about the bees chasing you. Yes. Well, we had the bee man come back out on Tuesday. <laughs> That's his new name, the Bee Man. <laughs> I have a friend, uh, Casey Beeman. Oh, he, he, he should be a Bee Man. He should be a Bee Man. Yeah. He came back out on Tuesday, and I told him where we had found the bees yeah. because they're still showing up after a week oh. of them coming out. So they told us they to got call. into your HVAC somehow, yeah. and they just every time you turn on the heat or the air conditioning, there's just a spray of bees that <laughs> comes forth. Not exactly a spray of bees, but James created this like contraption above the light fixture in the the guest bedroom bathroom, and it's catching bees in there. And there was on Saturday night one that was I'm not lying. It was like this big. I think it must have been the queen, but it was alive flying around in there. If you kill the queen, doesn't that make you the the royal enemy of every other bee? I hope so. Or do you become the new queen bee? I mean... You also hope so. All right. I hope so, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. I did murder one of these bees the other night. Oh, my gosh. Really and All I right. say murder because it was in cold blood. <laughs> well, you're allergic. I'm allergic, and it was crawling on the floor. Why can't they bother one of your neighbors instead of you? I don't know. All so right. there was one in the ceiling in my office, and then I was trying to warm up um, for the event on Sunday. And, and there was another practice, one. Yeah. Singing practice, yes. There was oh, a- so you've got your mouth wide open, and I the was bee like, could fly in. Yes! So I turned around and walked out the other way. So, I i mean, it's kind of terrifying. And so even on Tuesday, after the bee man came, and he I told him where all the bees were, he was like, okay, I'm going to spray outside again. I'm going to use something different. Um, Did you take a picture of the bees? Are they, are they, they're not honeybees. Or the man no, would have told you if they were honeybees. They're yellow they, jackets. They are. Yeah. All right, because we went through that last time. Because I worry about honeybees yeah. because that's where you would get a beekeeper to come and, and smoke your bees out and save them. But these are yellow jackets, which, although the mascot of Georgia Tech, are still pests. So a, a, an exterminator would yeah, get them. But I came home from a massage because my throwing my back out from this like terrible like tension that I keep getting with the bees. And there's another bee in my office. Wouldn't it be hilarious if they recommended acupuncture? That'd be good. Because <laughs> they should. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrifying. So. <laughs> but then there was another bee on the floor upstairs. And fortunately, I was looking down barefoot. Oh. Did you step on it? I did not step on it because oh. I was looking at the floor. Oh, okay. And that's the one I murdered. Oh, I bet. Yeah. With what? With a shoe. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm. But then I decided, you know, I'm tired of staying in hotels. 
you know, you had mentioned to me mosquito netting or something, so I yeah. started like googling. I mean, I've watched a lot of old TV shows, yeah. you know, like where Gilligan and, and Skipper have to do something. Yeah, <laughs> I actually ordered uh, one of those canopies for the to cover the bed so that okay. I could maybe well, sleep at home. That in the you go when you go to historic homes, there are and especially in the South, a lot of those four poster beds had mosquito netting, yeah. um, so you could sleep inside the, the net. Yeah, so I ordered one of those. But it wasn't going to get here till today. Oh, the day we're filming. The day we're filming. Uh-huh. So I still had two days to try to get through. And so I thought, you know what? What if I just get a tent and put it up in the living room? <laughs> it's like, I had all these great visions. Because you were, you were a scout. You probably, you probably were uh, a Girl Scout. No, I've you never been camping were. in my life. Well, though we live in the Great Smoky Mountains, surely Melanie Dodson or somebody has taken you camping. No, I've never been camping in my life. Melanie, you know Melanie from WOT. She's out yeah. there. In the, she practically lives in the woods. Yeah, I mean, she's never home. She's always out there in the woods. In retrospect, I should have posted something on Facebook. Does anyone have a tent that I can borrow? Already set up. Already set up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I go to Walmart. This is my big plan. I'm like, all right, I'm going to Walmart. Well, I mean, I'm either buying mosquito netting to like create my own version of this canopy yeah. or I'm going to buy a tent. So I go and I find a tent and I'm on the tent aisle, right? Okay. I mean, okay. was it like a, an expensive grown-up tent or was it like in the uh, one that a scout would use or a kid would set up in the backyard? It was or? in the camping section uh-huh. and there's this whole wall of tents and I have no idea what I'm looking at. Okay. Yeah. You know, because I mean, if you're not experienced I've never in, been camping. In they have the little ones that, you know, look like kid tents, mm-hmm. which seem too small. Okay. Is okay. it for just you or is it for you and your husband? Well, I thought it could be fun. Like, I'm, I'm like... Okay, let me have like this whole fort like created in the the living room now. Like, let me get an air mattress. Well, like, no, all you need you know. is the cushion, cushions from the couch and a blanket for that. I mean, yeah. Well, all right. Okay, so I'm like got my air mattress. Get yeah. that off the shelf. Okay. Oh, all right. So you're not so sleeping on the hardwood floor. No, okay. I'm going to sleep on an air mattress under a tent and inside the house. <laughs> inside the house with the air conditioning going and the bees bursting forth. <laughs> Correct. From the heat or the air, whatever, depending on how hot it is. All right. Raining down, yeah. So they have these other huge tents that sleep eight. And I was like, well, I don't need something. Yeah, like that wouldn't fit that, inside your house. That's, not you, you, that's, a, that's a backyard tent. Yeah. So, or a Melanie Dodson out in the woods tent. Right. So I, I find one that says it's like 10 by 10. 10 feet by 10 feet. I'm like... Did you measure your house? My living room's pretty substantial. So you know, I, see, I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah. I know that when you buy a house... They tell you all the measurements of the house, but I don't remember any of them, nor would I even be able to guess how big this room is. I mean, I was just guessing, but okay. I so I, I, I buy it. All right. I get it home. I'm all excited. I have plans. Are you alone? With, or is I'm your husband alone. helping you? Okay. I'm alone. Just you and the dog. Just me and the dog. And I'm excited. And I'm going to set it all up. I was even thinking, like, I'm going to have, like, the lights off and get, like, the video camera and a flashlight. Yeah. And, like, show everyone that I was camping. And oh, then, and do a, yeah, do a ghost story. Yeah, do a ghost story. About and then, dead, the dead bees you murdered. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then turn on the lights and show everyone that I'm in my living room. Did you make a video of this? Or picture? Do we have any, any evidence of this occurring? No, because when I pulled <laughs> the tent out of the bag, <laughs> there was... No actual... Bees? There were bees? It was just the cloth. <laughs> yeah. No actual poles to create the tent. How could you buy... Wait, no, no, no. It, 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 clearly, you don't sell the tent poles separately. Clearly, when you make tents and sell tents, you must include the tent poles. Yeah. How, do you, how do you do that? I think I bought an accessory bag that didn't have the poles. 
<laughs> you didn't buy a tent at all. You bought a bag. I bought a box. It was like in a box. Did you take it back? Not yet. No, I just went and stayed in a hotel. <laughs> That's why you were in a hotel last night because the tent didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So James got out of tech rehearsal and he called me five minutes. Like it was like ten fifty-five, and it was just when I discovered that you know this is not what I need to create a tent. And um, he was like, "Well, do you want me to stop by Walmart?" I'm like, "They close at 11. So they used to be twenty-four hours. Those were the days. Yeah, when I could have just gone back <laughs> and purchased what I needed <laughs> to camp in my living room. Oh. Oh, <laughs> well, do you at least get some sterno and do some cook some eggs out there on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. It's a good idea, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. It's pretty disappointing because I got my hopes up for this great, you know. Yeah, it was a good idea. Yeah. It was a fine idea. It would have been hilarious. would have been great. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's still funny. Well, you're going to try again. Yeah, I'm going to try again. Okay. At least, I mean... If the bee, but the bees might be gone. Hopefully. Well, you know what you can do is, is uh, once you get it all figured out, is you can go with Melanie Dodson off into... And, and, That's right. Uh, I'll be prepared. You and James and Melanie and Jake can all go, you know, have classical music in the woods and do whatever it is you all do. She plays the piano. You can sing. <laughs> we'll entertain the bears. <laughs> Well, it's, it is about time to uh, to wrap the episode, but I would like to explain, because um, last time I had some show and tell that I never got to, and uh, it was a bag of, it turned out to be a bag of, of throat lozenges, so they're gone, I've been, they're being consumed, but I will show you that uh, next door neighbor Nancy is so lovely and so generous that she had a surprise trip to New Orleans to go see some oh, rock band with her son. I mean, like a hip rock band, not like not like you know, not like the Rolling Stones or some old timers. It was, a, you know, something current. Yeah, and uh, she said, "Can you take care of the cat for a couple of days?" And of course, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, that's so nice. between um, Jerry and me, we had to take turns because one of the days it was um, uh, I was at TV all day making right. seven TV shows. So Jerry took care of the cat. But I even went back afterward to to check in on him and bring the mail in, and you know, he likes me. Good. Nice to play with the feather thing. Nice. So anyway, Louie is a good cat. And uh, when Nancy came back from New Orleans, she uh, brought two things. She brought this bag of coffee, which you recognized. It smells really good. As being a New Orleans thing. Yeah, Commander's Palace. Have you ever been there? No. I oh know. I've been to New I, I went to New Orleans a few times back in the 90s, um, but I haven't been in a long, long time. I've not been since Katrina, for example. They have an amazing jazz brunch at yeah. Commander's Palace, and we... James and myself and his parents were there, and we um, they come around with the umbrellas and do their little oh like preservation hall like our yeah. thing, like the New Orleans funerals and they picked yep and they picked me up from my table and I got an umbrella and I I've danced around sweet. Commander's Palace well I, and Nancy the reason I haven't opened the coffee yet is because I'm terrified I mean because of um, I'm going to have it on a day when I'm off and can stay home because it's got chicory in it. Which is a very New Orleans thing. Yes. And I don't know if this is true or not. So I could be talking out my of error. But my friend Paul Orr, who is from Louisiana, he would prefer chicory coffee. He was, remember, he was trying to find chicory coffee because that's what he grew up being used to. And I said, oh, what's chicory coffee? He said, well, actually, it's some Louisiana-type plant that they add to make the coffee less expensive. Back in the olden days, It was they would like cut it in to make the coffee right. last longer. Nowadays, it's become a delicacy. You know, it's the opposite 
has happened, but he also told me it was a great laxative. So he either lied to me so I wouldn't take his chicory coffee, or it's a great laxative, and I thought, I probably should not make this on the day that I'm going to PBS. Probably not, or, just to be safe. Or uh, any of the other jobs. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking uh, tomorrow, no, tomorrow, well, Saturday, one of these days, very, very soon, uh, I'm going to be making chicory coffee. That smells delicious. And also, and that wasn't, and as if that weren't enough, I wish I had saved the bag, but there's some place called Bracados. Oh! Angelo Bracados. <gasps> she went to Bracados. Oh, look at you. So good. Well, she got so me a bag good. of fig cookies nice. from Angelo Bracados. Nice. And I, I didn't save the bag because I, I was so excited. We busted them open like two minutes after she gave them to us. And uh, rather than try to crinkle, crinkle the, fold, the bag, I put them back in a Ziploc. Would you, these are fig cookies. Would you want one? Well, maybe in a minute. Those All look right. delicious. Yeah, they're like look wedding. They're like at the, the wanna, sprinkles on them. Can I get one out and show it? Yeah, here. This is a nice one. This one on the end over here. Look at this. So it's got like fig newtony, but yeah. better than fig newtony. It's it's like full of fig jam, and then all of the non-parallel or whatever those little uh, you know round sprinkles are on top. This is great for you because you can figure out a new way to use your figs. Yes, and anyway, I got into a conversation with someone at your glitter and bee gala. Gala, um, that the diving for pearls. Who is a fig person? Who was that? I think it's Holly from Holly's Gourmet. It Market. might have been because she had she had figs on that table. She did. Yeah, she so did. Somebody, I remember you showing me the figs. Yeah, and she's a big fig fan, and um, I feel like I talked to someone else who was a big fig fan recently, and I have to have more fig conversations. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, as I'm, uh, they, they know all these recipes that I don't know. And I'm hoping I might see Anissa Rowland from Pellissippi State Community College if she comes to the, the last day of Scholars Bowl. I didn't know this a year ago, which is the last time I saw her. Or, no, it was the spring. Um, but over the summer, she's posting pictures of her fig tree. They moved oh. into a house that has a fig tree, and she was surprised. What do I do with all these figs? So she was making things, and I guess wants me to come over and teach her how to yeah. propagate the fig tree into more fig trees. Awesome. Because I can do that. Yeah. All right, so thank you, Nancy. Um, I guess that's it. Sounds like she had a good time in New Orleans. Yeah. 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 Oh, she posted pictures from Café du Monde uh, and all the places, but I think I got the best end of the deal right here. You did. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, chew on this, and you can chew on the idea of uh, liking, subscribing, and sharing our audio and video. We do the audio podcast of this same show on most of the major podcast apps, and if I'm missing one, it's my fault, so tell me, and I'll get it on there. Um and even Facebook is running the, the audio version of it now. Yeah, so which is great. You might even see that before you see the video because the, they post the audio like at midnight. And mm-hmm. the video comes out, put out at 6 a.m. Nice. Uh, on YouTube. And uh, that's everything. Uh, Frankandfriendshow.com is the website. That's right. I'm Catherine Frady. I'm Frank Murphy. We'll see you next time. Time to eat this. <laughs> oh, <that's> good. <laughs> I'm going to.